The Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another educational and informative Stone and Tile show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and uh, we got a really great show coming up tonight. But, but let me tell you how I came up with this particular topic. Uh, I was sitting around a couple of weeks ago thinking about, well, what, what am I going to do for this show coming up? And I happened to uh, be in a, a large tile store. I won't mention a name, but it's a very large franchise tile store, and I'm walking up and down the aisles. And I come across a piece of uh, white statuary marble. And I said, wow, that's a really nice looking piece of statuary marble. Then I went up to it and I noticed that it wasn't marble. It was porcelain. So I started looking around and I can't believe the amount of materials out there that are what I call imposters, stone imposters. And what's ironic about that is that a lot of these materials cost more than the real thing does. Now, I'm not going to talk about the pros and cons of this material over, over that material because, you know, the imposters out there are engineered materials, you know, the engineered stone, what we call quartz surfacing. We're not going to talk too much about that today because I've done shows on that before. I offer a class on, on restoration of those particular surfaces. But what I do want to concentrate on is what we call the solid surface materials, meaning things like Corian and, and materials like that, as well as what we call cultured marble. I haven't talked about these topics, and I've got a guest coming in here in a few minutes, and we're going to talk about some of, some of these issues. But some of the other what I call stone imposters, the porcelain tiles, of course, ceramic tiles, even concrete countertops now are, are being faux finished to look like real material. Uh, so, I mean, you've got all these imposters out there. And I can remember, God, years ago, just to tell you how old I am, 40 years ago, walking through some of the stone shows and looking at some of these materials going, well, they don't even look like stone. Well, even an expert like me, uh, if you know, I'm standing six foot away from some of these, especially the porcelain materials, uh, I can't tell the difference. I mean, it, it, it's it's literally incredible. So let's concentrate on, on two materials for this show, and that is cultured marble and solid surface. And let me just give you a brief rundown, and then we'll get Joe in here. Uh, a brief rundown would be cultured marble is, is poured in a form. In other words, it's usually marble dust, uh, very finely pulverized marble dust uh, mixed with a resin. It's poured into a form. And then you end up on the surface of what they call a gel coat. And uh, that gel coat can be really thin. And I've seen guys go in and try to sand that off and uh, go right through the gel coat. And if that's the case, then you're, you're buying a new countertop. The other material is what everyone knows is Corian, but there are others, Avonite, I mean, you name it. And these materials are, they're, they're not cast like cultured marble are. They're, they're cast with a process called continuous casting. So if you've ever seen a, a, a quartz uh, surfacing plant where they go through all these presses and ovens and drying. That's kind of what 
what it looks like. And rather than give you a detailed description of this, uh, if you go to YouTube, type in, you know, how is Corian made? How is Solid Surface made? You'll get tons of videos on there to see exactly how that works. So that brings us to our next, uh, our next topic. And as are these materi- materials repairable? Should you repair them? And what type of issues do we have with that? So I'm going to get my uh, buddy Joe Corlett in here. Let me see. I, I've got two numbers here. Let me see if Joe's on 760. Joe, is this you? Hello, Joe. Okay, let me try this other number. Hey, Joe, Fred, is this I'm you? Here. All right. I'm, I'm here, right. Fred. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have two numbers showing up, and unfortunately it doesn't tell me who they are. It just gives me ah. area code. So, so uh, I got a 248 area code, which is you, and then I got a 760 area code, but that person may be just listening uh, via his phone. All right. So, Joe, tell, tell us a little bit about your background before I get into some specific questions. Okay. Um, Fred, I started out in the uh, solid surface business. I went to the Corian School in 1994. Um, I remember because uh, when we got out of the school, I went back to the bar with some guys, and Waco, Texas was burning down. Uh, that's how I remember it. Um, wow. But anyway, uh, Corian made – back in the 80s, Corian made everyone – they decertified everyone. They wouldn't sell to anyone anymore unless you went back to the school. And what happened was uh, they said if you got to go to the school, you have to um, – have a showroom and you have to have a full-time salesperson or we're not going to sell you any more Corian. And what happened was uh, they lost half their fabricators, but their warranty claims went down by 80% and they virtually saved their own brand by tightening up. And of course the guys that were left were delighted that half the fabricators, half the competition was gone. Um, so anyway, uh, that was back in the 90s, but they did that. Uh, I was, got involved in the 90s, but that was in about the 80s when they, when they did that. But I, I'm a certified Corian fabricator. I'm a certified Corian installer. I'm a certified, well, they used to call it Zodiac, and now it's Corian engineered stone. But I've been right. to their classes for installing that. So I've got all the certifications and all that stuff, and I've been doing the repairs for years. I was involved with um, – uh, with you remember the class action lawsuit with Wilson Art came out with this stuff called SSV solid surface veneer that was going to quote unquote put Corian out of business. Yep. But remember they had that. trouble laminating the, the the one eighth inch acrylic to their substrate. They never got that worked out right, and uh, they kept getting delaminations. And but they sold a ton of that stuff, and then there was a giant class action lawsuit. And I ended up doing a lot of repairs for them. Uh, so I'm very familiar with repairing SSV, acrylics, uh, Corian. I've even, believe it or not, I was able to polish some scratches out of some, um, it was a relatively modern um, uh, cultured marble top. Uh, mm. but it had kind of a nice glossy finish on it. And I didn't go through the gel coat and I got the scratches out. It was a miracle. But normally, if somebody calls me for something like that, I I don't fool with it because I'd rather have you be mad at me for not coming than mad at me for attempting to get the scratch out. And if I ruin the top, now you're mad at me for ruining your top instead of just being mad about whoever put the scratch in. (laughs) Right, exactly. 
You know, and that's the thing about the repair business that you guys that are into it or or um, that are doing it. What you the the trick to being successful in it is that you have to have a minimum charge uh, because the jobs are much too small for you to be able to go out and take a look at it and then come back and do the repair. So you have to have a minimum charge that the people agree to in advance. And it's very strange, but you have to have a customer satisfaction guarantee. In other words, if they don't like the repair, you don't have, you don't get to charge them. Um, I'm I was paid on 99.9% of my repairs, but, it's not the in this internet day when you've got people who can review you. You cannot get a review that well. Joe's repair looked a lot better, but it certainly wasn't worth three hundred and fifty dollars. Right. You can't have reviews <laughs> like that. So right. So you, if, if somebody's going to say that, what you got to be able to say is, well, Mrs. Jones wasn't happy with the repair, so we didn't charge her or we refunded her money in full. And that's the only that's the only thing you can really say. Right. Um, well, what, what I'd like, yeah, that, that's great. I mean, uh, you're just a person we want to we want to talk to and talk about some of these issues. So, what I'd like to do is concentrate a little bit on on the repair uh, section, uh, particularly with the uh, with the the Corian and not necessarily just Corian, but other solid surface materials. Right. Uh, we all we all know cultured marble. It has that thin gel coat on there. Sometimes you can lightly sand it out. I mean, I, I think that's a given. But with the with yeah. the solid, let's just call it solid surface uh, for right now. Uh, for the solid yeah. surface materials, I know Corian used to do this, and I, I haven't I haven't been involved in that particular industry for a long period of time. I remember they used to give away a repair kit with each countertop. Are they still doing that? I don't know if it's as much of a repair kit as it's a try to buff your own scratches out kind of. There you kit. go. Because <laughs> that's the thing about you know people need to understand there are, are trade offs with every material like a. Like a stainless steel sink is going to scratch, but stainless is easily refinished. The quartz sinks these days are hard, difficult to scratch, but if you scratch them, you're in big trouble because you're not going to get the scratch out. Well, well, you can get the scratch out, but you can't get the finish to match. So there are always trade-offs, and that's the thing about solid surface. The Corian is incredibly tough stuff. It wears like crazy. Um, It's very repairable. but it's going to scratch. And if you can live with that or if you want to get, you know, be handy and refinish it yourself, it's not very difficult to do. You can make it look like brand new, you know, in, in an hour. Um, but that's the thing. It's a trade-off. And, you know, so many people have just fallen in love with the hard and shiny um, that, that right. that's why it's kind of fallen out of favor. But it's certainly still uh, – it's definitely the most sanitary countertop that's out there. Um, and it's, you know, it's a great material, um, and its repairability is just second to none. Um, All right. Yeah. Now, what about, I mean, other than, you know, the scratches and, you know, sanding them out, what other type of repairs do you see with uh, with solid surface? Well, and you, you know, see- it's funny because people would, uh, back when I did repairs exclusively, um, I could tell how long your counter had been cracked just by how much crud was in the crack. Not true. Not true. <laughs> and, and I would get calls from people, and I could look at this crack and go, look, this thing has been cracked for about five years. And they go, oh, yeah, it cracked about two months after we moved in. We've been here five years. And I'm like, <laughs> people, what the hell's the matter with you? You're calling right. me to fix this crack. It's going to disappear. 
and you're doing this for a stranger. You're doing this for the person who's going to buy your house. Why didn't you call me five years ago when the thing cracked and you could have had a nice sanitary top with a nice repair in it? Because you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for the repair anyway. You're going to pay for it whether you pay me or you're going to pay for it at the closing when they take it out of your hide, when they take it off the cost of the house. So I, I never understood why people just didn't get this stuff fixed right away. Now, would you say those cracks are mainly caused by, you know, improper installation, or what other causes would you think they would they would cause that well, crack? Well, you know, that's funny. As a warranty agent, they they train you, and I've been a, a warranty agent for quite a few of the uh, solid surface manufacturers. It's either a manufacturer error, like there's something wrong with the Corian, and that is incredibly rare. I've seen that once, I think, a uh, bad batch of Corian. A second is uh, fabrication or installer error, which is probably half of the problems. thing is customer abuse, where someone has put something hot on it or, uh, you know, somebody dropped something or they stood in the kitchen sink in order to change the light bulb up above or something. Um, and I'd say it's, it's once in a very rare time is it a manufacturer defect. And, and I would say installer error and uh, it's probably just a little less than customer abuse. Um, uh, a lot of times, um, uh, like, like, for instance, when there's a corner that goes around, the, the fabricators are required to leave a certain amount of radius in the corner. You can't yep. have real sharp corners. Um, well, they don't do that. Um, and it's particularly bad if they don't set, if they don't level the cabinets and make sure the Corian is sitting on a level cabinet. Because if they, if it's not level and they torque that top as it makes that turn, that puts stress in that corner. And over the years, and, and there are little tricks that you use to, to help prevent this, um, but that will torque that corner and cause the, uh, a crack in the corner. Um, and there are little things like um, some edge that you don't even see, like the bottom inside edge of solid surface. It gets a thing called a stress riser. So the guys will rip the edges on the, on the table saw, and they got a nice clean cut, and they'll, um, they'll maybe even sand the bottom of the edge, but they won't sand that bottom inside edge where the, the saw ripped it. And what uh. that does, it makes little micro-fractures. And then as what happens is that little micro-fracture from heat and expansion or, or just, you know, whatever, it will, that gives you the birth of a crack. But if you take something as simple as a piece of sandpaper, some 80 grit, and knock the meanness off of that sawn edge before you install the top, you've eliminated the micro-fractures, and the chances of the top living a long life have, have just been doubled. But there's little tricks yep. like that uh, that people got to realize. Uh, uh, and, you know, your handyman comes out and he's going to maybe, ch you know, change your sink uh, and he's going to cut a larger opening. And, and fine, you know, you can cut Corian with a circular saw. Uh, that's fine. But you've got to get all the tool marks back out. You have to sand it until it's yep. beautifully smooth to like a 150 and round those top and bottom edges. Again, getting rid of these micro-fractures 
and uh, and and that's the trick. It doesn't take that much longer, but that's the trick that prevents it from 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 cracking. And it just irritates me to no end when people will call and say, well, I had Corian, but it cracked. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's not the Corian. It was the guy who did it, or he he wasn't taking these couple of simple extra steps that it took to make your uh, installation not fail. I, I had virtually no callbacks. When I, I was a Corian fabricator for a decade and, and virtually n- no callbacks. I mean, once in a great while. You know, it's funny you should say the uh, mention the inside uh, right angle corners. That's one of my pet peeves, even in the uh, stone and the engineered stone materials. And I, I see that, I see that constantly. And uh, if anybody's listening out there and they want to know the uh, the physics of why that happens, I actually have a paper I did on what what happens with that physically, and you kind of explained it a little bit. But if you want the scientific explanation, I have it. <laughs> Just send me an e- an email. Um, now, as far as the cracks go, Joe. Um, now, I don't want you to give away any trade secrets here, but we do have a lot of restoration guys listen to this. How would you fix the crack? How does it differ than fixing a crack on, on say, stone? I mean, with stone, we usually, you know, we fill it with a resin. Is it any different with Corian or any other solid surface? Well, the, the, the trick with the Corian is the minute I get to your home and I'm looking at, at what's going on and what's cracked, I'm immediately starting to search for repair material. So if you've got like a four-inch high backsplash at the desk and, and I can have that and you're going to get out your paint and, and you're going to paint that splash or something where it was removed or, or, or we're going to get a different piece of Corian that doesn't match as well, but if it's standing up, it's not going to be nearly as noticeable. What I need is color match in particulate and movement and color, I need that match to go in my insert type repair. So, so that's why it's a little bit more work, but, but your splash was put in at the time the top was. It's color matched. It's batch matched. That's what I need. And right. so what I would do, if you had a crack, um, and, and it depends on how crooked it was, but basically what I would do is uh, I would hot melt some straight edges to the countertop, and then I would set up a router, and and it it might take two straight edges because maybe your crack has a dog leg in it, but I would set up the router to to actually route out a slot in your Corian top, straight edge in that dog leg, and and it would be in a, a router bit that's wide enough to get rid of the crack, even if it's got some wiggles in it. So now I've got this beautiful slot perfect, uh, perfectly cut. Then I would take the piece that I stole and, and I might pop your cooktop out. And if, if there's like an inch of material under your cooktop, I'll rip that inch off of your cooktop. Any way I can steal some material, I'm taking it. You know, I might cut the end of your Island off. If, if I can, I'll do whatever I can to get some color match, but I got to have color match. And then I will take that piece and run it out to my table saw and I will cut it down and feather it down a little bit until it fits into that slot until it's about a sixteenth of an inch taller than the slot. And I want it to fit really snug, but I don't want to have to pound it in. I want to leave a little bit of room for some 
color match adhesive. But the mm. tighter it fits, the nicer. So then I fit the pieces in, I glue them up, they're a sixteenth of an inch proud, and I set a belt sander on that. And and this is maybe counterintuitive, but I set a very aggressive grit on the belt sander. I mean like a, a 50 or a 60, because I want that 16th of an inch. I want it ground off immediately and, right. and quickly. I don't want to sit there and polish it and heat it up, because if I heat it up, I'm going to discolor it. So I want to grind it off. And, yeah, I might put a couple of 40 grit kisses in your top, but when I come back with the random orbital at 80 grit, I'm going to take those right out. That's not going to be a problem. But what I do not want to do is sit there and polish at 80 grit and heat that proud piece up. I want to get that thing down. Makes and sense. Sometimes you do that with a with a router on skis, which is a real nice way to go. You set up another router uh, on on a pe- pair of skis that goes across and grinds that sixteenth of an inch down to maybe a thirty second, and then you can just take it in with a random orbital. But nice. those repairs nope. are are highly inconspicuous when they're when they're done right. I, I don't. We're we're always trained at Korean school. You never use the word invisible. The word right. you want is inconspicuous. And the yep. difference is, if you've got a Corian with particulates in it, you can have perfect color match and a perfect fit. But the bottom line is, you're cutting through particulates. And when you cut through one particulate following another, you're making a line, no matter a perfect match. And and so it depends on, on the color. It depends on the particulate and if there's any movement in the piece uh, as to how nice the repairs turn out. Nice. Good. Great explanation. Uh, let me throw the phone number out there. If we have anybody listening live and you got a question for, sure. for us, it's uh, 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. I noticed there's someone that's been online here from the 760 area. Let me see if they're either listening online or they have a question. Caller are from 760. Are you there? Hey, Dr. Fred, it's Kim Cosrade. How are you? Hey, hey, doing good, Kim. Did you have a question for us? Uh, I don't, but this is great information. I wanted to just hear everything you guys have to say. <laughs> well, great. Learning a Thanks lot. for listening. All right. Thanks <laughs> for <course>. listening, Kim. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, she's listening on, online. That's why I have her number there. So, you know, you talked about color matching and, you know, stealing a piece here now, which I think is a great tip. But is is Corian or any other solid surface, is it UV sensitive? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times people will whip out a cutting board. And I'm usually like, oh, great, a cutting board because now I have to fool with the splash. But that doggone cutting board has been sitting inside cabinets for 10 ah. years. And this countertop has been sitting next to the sun in the in the in the sunlight. Well, I'm thinking, oh, great, I got color match, and I go to put that insert, I got a beautiful repair, and when you sand that top layer of that color off, it's bright, brand new, and it's right next to hmm. UV, uh, UV um, lightened Corian, and there's, there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, other than give, give the patch another year or so to, to, to fade out a little bit, but I, yeah, I've had that happen before and it's, uh, it's kind of shocking. So yeah, you, you want to try to get color match from some area that's been 
exposed the same rate or way that um, that, that uh, the piece you're trying to fix has been. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. So it would it would be obvious then, based on that, that you wouldn't use Corian outdoors uh, or um, how about uh, yeah, yeah how, very very rarely. Uh, the the trick with the outdoors are the seams because um, the you know the Corian seams are 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 sensitive to um, hot and cold. And and I, I wouldn't think they would thermally cycle very well. No. Now, what about what about wet areas? I mean, not <coughs> excuse me, and, and I don't mean a countertop that occasionally gets wet. I mean, what about a shower? Do you see uh, Corian or other solid surface materials being put in a shower, and is that a good idea? Yeah, Corian is makes the best shower you can get, and I know that's heresy to the tile men, but there's no <laughs> grout, there's no mold. There's no maintenance. Um, if, if you look, uh, uh, architects will specify Corian wall cladding for surgical rooms. Why do oh, they wow. specify that in Corian instead of granite or stainless or anything else? Why? Because it's so seamless, so incredibly sanitary. Uh, AIDS can't live on Corian. Mildew can't live on Corian. It's just an amazing product as far as sanitary goes. So, yeah, that's why the architects are specifying Corian for uh, 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 surgical rooms because it can be sanitized just instantly. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's good Good information. Yeah. You know, I was on, yeah. before the show here, I was on Corian's website, and I was just trying to, I mean, I, I remember Corian from years back. You know, when it, you could look at it right away and tell it was Corian. But, man, I'm telling you, there's some colors out there that are that are actually mimicking stone. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. They're they're amazing. And the, the funniest thing about it is is that Corian sheets are 12 feet long. And all these people want all these long islands and all these waterfall edges. Well, I got news for you. Corian's the way to go because they seem to forget that that, you know, when, when you're going to get an E-stone top um, and, and you're going to, even a jumbo slab, if you're dropping three feet off that end, you know, that only leaves you 90 inches or so to get the rest of your island out. And, and if you want a, a waterfall to match on the other end, you're going to have a dinky little island, whereas a core end, at least you've got a piece that's 12 feet long, um, and, and, you know, you can make a beautiful waterfall. Uh, you know, with with the Corian. I mean, you get a little bit more length, and um, so that's now, that's just one other aspect to great. think about. Explain to the stone guys out there that aren't aren't familiar with Corian or any sol- of these uh, polymer uh, solid surface materials, what we call thermal forming. That you can actually bend this material. Oh yeah, and that's the great thing about uh, Corian that has, um, and 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 it, what's funny about that is is that, that that technique, that was invented by fabricators. The eggheads at DuPont, it, it's funny how, the, 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 I, I say that gently, but, uh, you know, these guys are like, you know, engineers. And, and, and the fabricators, I mean, hard seaming with, um, with uh, uh, acrylics and, and colored and tint, that's all invented by fabricators. Uh, the, the engineers used to have a, silicone in this stuff together and it worked but it was ugly but all of a sudden somebody thought you know what i can get a competitive advantage 
if I use a methacrylate that's color matched and make this seem to about disappear. Well, he's selling Corian like crazy, and then the engineers are like, oh, I guess that's a pretty good idea. And, <laughs> and same thing with thermoforming. It's like, hey, you guys know, and there's probably some guys having some beers after work, and they got, somebody got a torch out and goes, hey, you guys, look, I can bend this stuff around this edge when I heat it up. And they go, no, oh, wow, yeah, well, we can eliminate that steam. And then they tell the DuPonters about that. They go, oh, you guys can bend that stuff? Yeah, no kidding. I, I mean, and, and again, it was driven by the marketplace because the guys weren't playing around because, well, they might have been playing around because they were having a few beers. But the bottom right. line yeah. is somebody put two and two together and realized, hey, do you know what? Um, this cold backsplash that we can make, either by thermoforming or by mechanically, um, it's incredibly good looking and it's amazingly sanitary. And that's a competitive advantage over the stone and all the other surfaces that are out there. And uh, I, I just think it's interesting how the guys who are getting paid, I mean, the engineers get paid from DuPont no matter what happens, but the fabricators who come up with new stuff, they get paid much more by Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you know, the end user customer. And then the engineers kind of like get on board after the fact. That's so funny. I, I keep thinking the back of the story when I was growing up as a kid. There were a few cars out there, and I'm trying to think which, which model it was that the engineers designed this engine. And in order to change the spark plugs, which needed to be changed a lot back in those days, you had to remove the engine. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah, like, yeah. Sometimes the engineers and, aren't and, thinking and, of the practicality, you know. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and not to deviate too much, but I remember <laughs> the old uh, Porter Cable laminate trimmers had a single screw base on it. You'd unscrew it, base come off. Unscrew it back on, put it back on. Well, some Einstein engineer decided that he was going to make a base that had six little parts with an adjustable do wobble on it. You would take that base off and it would, it would, uh, you'd lose the parts. You couldn't put it back together again. And if that base got, I, I guarantee it, what the engineer should have done was pull the, pull a router off the bench and let it land on the floor. Cause I guarantee that's going to happen in shop repeatedly. And the old Porter Cable base never would bend, but this newfangled base would get a bend in it, and now you're cutting uh, crooked angles with your router every time. It used to yep. drive me nuts, this disconnect between the guys in the shop who are doing the work, who know what they want, and these eggheads who are like, well, we come up with six extra parts for the base of the router. Yeah, you <laughs> idiots, what were you thinking? <laughs> it's, it's so true. I mean, you know, even in even – in, even in the stone industry, a lot of the, the innovative inventions that, that occur out there are done by, by people in the industry, you know, guys that are out there every day working yeah. with the material. And, and, and you know, I, I'm a firm believer in that. And I, I would encourage, you know, manufacturers out there, if you've got an idea, great, stick it out in the field. Give it with someone that's got some experience, you know. All right, let, let's get back to, yeah. the, uh, to the solid surface issues here. I sure. mean, obviously, I guess, I guess we could say without a doubt we don't have to worry about staining. Uh, when it comes to Corian. Right. Um, yeah, it's virtually stain-proof. I mean, right. people, if, if you've got a stain in Corian, you just need to get a little abrasion on it because it, it, the stuff just it virtually does not stain. Right. What about heat? Uh, That's a question I get all the time, you know, taking the, taking the turkey out of the oven or taking a boiling hot pan of hot water and putting it on the countertop. Well, That's probably not a good the, idea the, with Corian. Well, the thing is, if, if you are baking cookies, 
and you took a cookie sheet out and you set it right on your Corian, you could do that all night long. You would never hurt a thing because it's a cookie sheet. It's very thin. The heat dissipates quickly. And by the time you get your next batch of cookies out, that Corian has cooled off again. And the, and and that's you're never going to hurt. But they right. can't make a rule where they say, okay, only cookie sheets because people are stupid, okay? So yep. <laughs> you can't take a pot of mashed potatoes off the stove and set it on the Corian and start pounding the mashed potatoes or a, a, a fried chicken and put it right on the on the Corian. You can't do it. And and this is the thing that kills me is is that um, Corian and all the manufacturers of solid surface recommend trivet use. Okay. Well, then let's go a little bit further. Every single engineered stone manufacturer recommends trivet use. The Natural Stone Institute for natural Stone recommends trivet yep. use for natural stone. So what I'm saying is if you have to use trivets on all three of those surfaces, that makes them essentially equal in the heat resistance department. Right. I mean, I had an, I mean granted, yeah. are you going to get away yeah. with more with, with granite than you are with Corian? Absolutely. I'll tell you what, if you, put a, if you pop the crystals on some granite with a real hot pot, I don't have anything for you, but if you put a nice mark and some Corian and you've got a cutting board, I can bail you out of trouble. Absolutely. You know, I, it reminds me of a, uh, an interesting issue I had uh, oh, a couple of years ago. Um, I had looked at this lady's granite countertop, and this is going to lead to a Corian question, and uh, she was getting stains on it. And uh, these the, the countertop was sealed. It was sealed with the top, top of the line impregnator you could throw water on it you could throw oil on it it wouldn't go in but it was going in it was the oil was going in and i I showed up at this lady's house and i noticed straight away on her she had two pieces of granite one on each side of the stove if you can imagine that and right in Mm -hmm. the middle of the stove she had a vat fryer for deep frying stuff so what would happen is the oil would splash onto the countertop uh, and it would melt the sealer and soak in so I wonder wow. how Cori, I wonder how Corian would react to hot oil like that. I wonder what the melt. I mean, you probably oh, don't know. Corian, this, but... Corian laughs at hot oil. The only oh, really? thing that oh. Corian can't be is it, you can't submerge it. You can't like like if you wanted to build a Corian fountain, you couldn't leave the base of the fountain in the water because the ATH, the filler in Corian, because that's what Corian is. It's acrylic it's plexiglass if you will with right. ath aluminum trihydrate filler and that makes it gives it some machinability and color and so forth but that ath will soak up water if it's continuously exposed and when it soaks it up it so you can't really build like a, a, a submersive uh, uh, uh like a fountain without a corian and um i don't think that corian has been recommended for steam showers and maybe that's the reason why. Although I'm willing to bet if I built you a steam shower out of Corian, you'd never have any problem with it. All right. Interesting. You know, for those guys out there that are that are in the restoration industry, um, you know, is do you think it's war? I mean, well, let me ask a couple questions here that are coming to mind. Uh, and I'm just going off the cuff, as you can imagine, as I normally do. And uh, that is, 
What about warranties? Does refinishing, you know, I, I know like on a lot of the engineered materials, if you, you know, you put a grinder on there, a polisher on there, whatever, it voids the warranty. Do we have the same issue with Corian and other solid surfaces? No, that's the great thing about them is, is that they are easily refinished. It, you know, um, and especially if you're a professional, if you get a nice best tool, uh, uh, like a Rotex 150 with the, with the vacuum on it, and you go through like a 80, uh, 220, 120, 220, 400 grip protocol, you've got gorgeous refinished. It's like factory new, and there's not a speck of dust because the, the Festool, it blows out air, and then it sucks up air. So there, there, you don't even need to wear a mask because there's just virtually no dust wow. while you're doing this. Wow. In fact, well, my dog- Festool put, Festool put a, a, a vacuum adjustment on it so you can dial down the vacuum because guys were complaining that vacuum was so good they couldn't move the tool. And oh, wow. Can, you, can dial, <laughs> you can dial it down so it's sucking too hard. You can dial it down a little bit. Wow. Uh, but, yeah. Well. Um, so, yeah, that's the great thing about it. And like I say, um, you know, you could have a 20-year-old Corian top and you call someone out to refinish it. When when they are done, you literally, literally have new countertops because the top layer of your countertop went out the front door in that guy's festival bag. And you've got brand-new countertops. Wow. They look great, and they're going to look great for another three or four years, depending on how hard you are on your top. Wow. So my dog in the background has a question, as you can hear. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if I'm a, I'm a stone restoration guy, do you think it's worth it getting into the uh, repair of these materials? Is there enough of it out there, or is it just something we should – well, um, that's an interesting question because there is quite a bit of it out there. I, I think it would be more in the um, how big are you? And uh, if, if you've got like a guy who is like, like, like say you're a fabricator and you've got a, a, a dedicated guy who does nothing but you're, you're, you're bailing the kids out of trouble and fixing stuff, uh, oh, yeah, he could, he could definitely make some money. Uh, refinishing Corian because I know my rates have went way up um, and it's still a it's still a great value because um, you know you could charge somebody $750 to refinish their Corian and you know you're done in a couple of hours and even with the drive time uh, you know that's a money maker and they're happy they're delighted their, their countertops are literally new again and they're delighted. The customer's happy, and and you're making good money. There's no question about it. Great, but Wonderful. again, it's well, customer here. satisfaction guarantee. It's it's so hard for guys to get that idea. You know, your 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 truck needs an alternator. You go in, the guy puts an alternator in. It's a rebuild alternator, whatever. But I guarantee you're getting an, an alternator. Your truck's going to run. It's guaranteed. You got to pay the guy. But right. when it comes to repairs. It's art. It's more like, well, I've commissioned you to paint a picture of Uncle Harry. Well, does it look like Uncle Harry? I don't know. <laughs> does it? You tell me. And and that's the thing. You but you have to you have to get good enough and confident enough that you would say, well, when you see this, you're going to love it. And ninety nine point nine percent of the time, 
they are just going, oh, that looks fantastic. We love wow. it. You know? So there you go. Great. Yeah. Well, Joe's been a and, you know, information. Fred, one other thing yeah. I want to yeah. mention before I forget, and I know I'm getting a little off track here, but when we were talking about the inside corners, um, I just ran across, and I, I think it might have been Caesar Stone, but they have just changed the engineered stone. They have just changed the manual, and they don't allow inside corners anymore. They oh, well, make yeah. you put they make you put a seam in, and I was shocked when I read that because that's one of the things that people try to avoid like crazy are seams. Yeah. But from now on, if you're going around a corner, they want you to put a seam in, and wow. it's because there's internal stresses in that engineered stone and the guy cuts it and it sits there for three months and it's all good. And it might be installed nice and level. It's not torqued, but that corner blows out and everybody's unhappy. And, uh, oh, but I just thought I'd mention that because yeah, that, that, that's, that's interesting. Uh, well, and, and it's interesting in the comparison to Corian in that the, the Corian seams are of course, um, and I say that Corian all solid surfaces, the, the, the seams are, highly inconspicuous not not just not really i mean i won't allow myself to use the invisible word but right. i and on occasion i have seen some corian scenes that were virtually invisible right. but it depends um but highly highly inconspicuous compared to even engineered stone or even uh you know some natural stone that's had a, a seam that's been polished can look very inconspicuous, uh, but none of them compare to the, you know, the 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 inconspicuousness of a solid surface seam. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I've seen some uh, solid surface finishes where I knew they were seamed and I couldn't find the seam. Uh, just, you know, it's, it's yeah. incredible. But anyway, the well, Joe, hey, thanks. Just, you you, you got to remember, Corian comes in 30-inch wide sheets. So look at about 29 and a half inch mark. <laughs> and that's yeah. from either side, and, and that, that's where you look for the seam uh, if you're trying to yep. find it. <laughs> well, Joe, you're you're in Florida, right? In Sarasota area, is it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So if we have any we have any consumers out there listening, give Joe a call. What's your name of your company? That's uh, uh, Joseph Corlett LLC is the uh, is the is the license holder of my two licenses. I have a a, a building contractor license in Florida. And I'm also a licensed plumbing contractor. But my website is www.ihatemysink.com because <laughs> I run a sink, I run a sink uh, replacement business. Uh, people hate their kitchen sinks. And we come out, we cut your stone or your granite or your corian. We, we cut out sinks all the time and install new sinks that people are crazy about. Hey, we need to uh, we need to do another show just on that topic. That's that's a great topic. Uh, so we're going to have okay, you back sure. on and yeah, do we'll that. Do but, but Joe, again, thank you. Uh, it's a great information. You're very uh, welcome. You know, we're going to have you on again, and uh, I'll talk to you uh, talk to you a little bit later. I got some other things to discuss with you. All right, I'll, I'll talk to you later, Fred. It's been great. All right, thank you, thank you, See Joe. You. All right, yeah, bye. All righty, folks. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be back right after this. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. 
They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's T-U-F-F skinprotection.com to learn more. Ready to take your skills to the next level? Visit gettraintoday.com to learn about e-learning and hands-on courses offered by the Surfaces Learning Institute. Learn from industry experts the skills needed to start offering stone and tile restoration or take your existing skills to the next level quickly and with a solid foundation. More advanced courses include commercial maintenance, inspection and troubleshooting, historic property preservation, how to become an expert witness, and more. Training offered at the Institute goes well beyond essential restoration and maintenance skills training to include a variety of other relevant topics for growing your business and leveraging your skills. For example, essential marketing or how to become an expert witness. All training is reinforced with resources and tremendous support to help you hit the ground running with confidence. Visit GetTrainedToday.com to learn more. All righty, folks, we're back. And uh, a couple, couple of quick things. That, that was some great information on Coriana. I don't want you stone guys out there getting upset saying that we're, we're recommending Coriana over uh, over stone. That, that wasn't the purpose. The purpose of this particular uh, show was to uh, show you that there's a, there's a market out there for repairs of these materials. So if you guys are doing restoration work out there, you know, definitely you want to not walk away from it. It's, it's an easy repair. Uh, and it sounds like, uh, well, I know that sometimes it's a do-it-yourself thing but you know you got these rich clients that uh that don't want to do it themselves so you might as well get get the money for that so anyway uh last thing i want to mention is my seminar coming up in february next year the stone and tile inspection seminar it's a very limited class uh if you want information on it go to my website stoneforensics.com click on the training tab i got a brand new website up so you might want to check that out some great information on there some articles etc also if you have a question you have an idea for another show Drop me an email, fhuston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N, at gmail.com. So, folks, thanks for listening. Until next time, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone, fabricating those tops. Later, my friends.